Well, Dorman asked me to preach today. He's gone. They left Friday to go on vacation up in the mountains, up in Colorado. Him and his, uh, I guess, Rod and the whole crew went. Um, and I tell you what, I just felt like the Lord, I know Justin prayed, but I just like us to pray again for them, that this would just be a restful time and a blessing for them. So, And I'm going to lift up the, the word too. Father, we just come to you. We just thank you that um, that your spirit is here with us. And Father, I thank you that your spirit and would just um, is there with Norman and Jana this morning and during this whole week, Lord. We just ask that you would just surround them with your Holy Spirit. This would be a refreshing time for them. You would just minister to them, minister to their family with your word. Let it be a sweet time of fellowship um, among them, among the family, and um, just um, accomplish your complete work in them during this time. And Lord, we just commit this service to you, commit this word to you, Lord. I just submit myself to you and ask that you would just Holy Spirit just to take control and speak what you want to speak today. And um, Father, thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um. Well, I was kind of praying about what the Lord wanted me to share, and one of the things the Lord has been speaking to me about all the last six months or so is um, stewardship. And um, if you've got your Bible, turn over to First um, Corinthians chapter chapter three or chapter four. I'm sorry. I don't have all these marked in my Bible, so I'm going to be turning with y'all probably. Verse 1 says, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you, or of man's judgment, yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet I am not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. And I'll stop right there. And I remember reading that um, not long after I was saved. And I remember reading that and it kind of set me free because in there he talks about how God had called him to be a steward. But basically he was telling them, it doesn't matter what you think, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. He said, whether you think I'm successful or you think I'm a great apostle or not, or a great preacher or not, he said, my stewardship is, is from God, and basically he's the one I'm accountable to. Um, you, may be think, you may think I'm doing a great job, or, um, but before God, I, my heart may not be right, because it says he, he's got to judge at the end time. And, um, he's got to know what's in my heart. And so when I realized that, I realized that God... Um, he looks at my heart, and he judges my stewardship based on what he sees in my heart and what what um, what I'm doing with in my heart with what he's given me. And I began as I began this last oh six months or so, began thinking about stewardship. I began thinking back on my life, and um, God's been teaching me even though I didn't understand it, he's been teaching me about stewardship for the last probably 10 years or so. And I, he kind of he got, he got began speaking or, or showing me things through, through work, through what I actually was, you know, did, and through finances. 
Um, years ago, I worked on a, I did construction, and I worked on a concrete crew, and God led me into that job. I knew He did, um, but I only made like eight bucks an hour starting out, and during the during the winter months, during the summer months, we worked long hours, and you know, we I, I made enough, even though I was just making eight bucks, I made enough to get by. Well, during the winter months. Um, it would snow or we'd have bad weather and I might not put in 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week. Um, eight bucks an hour, that's kind of tough to make ends meet. And, and so I would, uh, God began showing me through necessity actually how to, how to be a good steward of the money I, I actually took in and um, how to make every, every penny count. And and through that time also, I, I learned um, through actually some of the guys that I worked with um, how to go out and make money um, in other means other than the job. You know, we go out. I didn't know you could sell pallets. Um, but wooden pallets that people, that stuff are stacked on, well, a lot of times the businesses and stuff, they'll just leave them out there and to rot, you know, after they get all the good, after they get the... Um, after they take all the stuff that they need off of it. Um, well, those pallets are actually worth some money. And uh, we go around, him and, this, him and, him and one, him, one of my coworkers, we go around and we pick up these pallets and we take them to a, um, kind of a place that refurbished them and, and we'd sell them. And we, you know, they were not worth but maybe three to two to five bucks uh, a pallet. But we'd make money doing that. And I, I sold um, scrap metal and stuff. And so... I, the Lord blessed me, and He showed me how to um, to be a good steward, you know, of, of the of the the unrighteous mammon that get, that He'd given me. And um, I know you guys are probably wondering where this thing's going, but the Lord began showing me what it means to be a steward, what it means to um, take the things that He's given me and make the most out of it, because that's what being a steward is. It's an overseer, and um, he showed me that first with with the unrighteous mammon, the the riches of this world, so to speak, um, out of necessity. But he also began showing me that carries over into the spiritual realm as well. Um, God gives us things in the spiritual realm that um, he doesn't give us just to set on a shelf. He gives us he he puts us in respons- in places of responsibility, and he gives us giftings to um, to further his kingdom and. Anyway, I began studying on on stewardship and what it means. And um, one of the things there in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, when it talks about, he said, verse 2, it says, it is, a very, um, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And that's one of the, the key characteristics of being a good steward is, is faithfulness. And I looked up the word faithful um, in the Greek when I was doing this lesson. And basically, being faithful in the Greek basically just means being trustworthy. It means being somebody that, that is dependable, that you can count on. And as an employer now, um, one of the things that, that I look for in an employee or as a worker, more than anything else, you know, I, um, I look for somebody that has skills, yes, and that um, 
that knows what they're doing, yes. But if they have none of those things, but they're faithful and dependable, that means more to me than anything else. Um, I could have somebody that knows, that supposedly knows how to be a good carpenter or knows what they're doing, but if, they're not, if they don't show up every time, or if they only show up every now and then, then I can't depend on them. And I would, hire, I would rather go out and hire somebody that doesn't know diddly squat about construction. But I know I can depend, depend on them to show up every day. Um, that's who I'm going to hire. Um, because I can teach them the skills that I need them to know um, as, as we go along. And I think God is the same way. God can put in, in all of us, and He has. He's gift, he can gift us with all the things that we need in His kingdom. But he has to have people that, that are faithful, that are dependable, that he can trust, that he can trust, um, that, they're, that when the going gets tough, they're not going to bail out. Um, faithfulness is um, it's something that it's, it's easy to have when everything is going well and, and, and you're feeling the, uh, the excitement and everything at the time. But it's the day after day um, routine that sometimes you, it gets old, and you just kind of get in this. Uh, you don't have the the excitement of the new beginning or whatever that you lose that that you can lose that faithfulness, you can lose that dependency, and you eventually um, in the spiritual realm you you start to become unfaithful to the things that God's given you. Um, Paul said that he was a steward. Verse um, verse four it says he God had given, made him a steward of the mysteries of God, and each one of us has been given the mysteries of God, even if it's just salvation. If you've gotten saved. God has opened your eyes up to the, to the mystery of salvation, the mystery of His grace. Um, and we've been blessed in this church to be exposed to um, tremendous teaching, tremendous mysteries in the kingdom of God. And those things are nuggets that God has entrusted to us that He wants us to use for His kingdom, um, that He wants us to be stewards of. Let's turn over to First um, Peter real quick. Verse ten says, First Peter four ten says, As every man hath received a gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He doesn't exclude anybody there. He says, every man hath received a gift. And he says, we're to minister to that one to another. You know, we're not to just keep it to ourselves. We're to minister to that. And it says there, steward, good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we're, mis- we're, we're stewards of the mysteries of God. We're also stewards of the manifold grace of God. That word manifold means many-sided. There's all different facets to God's grace. And, we're, and God's given us that grace to be a steward of, to further His kingdom with. Um, you know, I said that 
one of the key characteristics of stewardship is faithfulness, and we, we kind of studied that and talked about that a little bit. Um, and I want to kind of go over some scriptures where it talks about faithfulness in the Bible. Um, let's turn to Luke chapter 12. Twelve verse. Um, we'll start in verse forty-two. Some of these verses we may go back to later, but I want to want to kind of get started. And it says, um, "And the Lord said, this is Jesus speaking. Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing." Of a truth I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the manservants and maidservants, and to eat and drink and be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when when he looketh not for him, at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, needed neither did according to his will, he shall be beaten with many stripes." <clears throat> but he knew he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, you look in verse 42 and it says, there's basically two characteristics that he lists for that steward. He was faithful and he was wise. Um, the word wise there basically means um, cautious and prudent. You know, you're taking care of business. You're you're conscious of of the job that you've been given, and you're you're um, cautious and and um, prudent about um, carrying that out, that responsibility. But he says there, he goes, he talks about how the Lord had given him this stewardship, and he says um, he was faithful. In ministering the meat and doing the things that, that that position of leadership required, and he didn't. What and, and then he lists the other. He said, "It's not going to be a good thing if you're the one who um, says the Lord is delaying His coming. I'm just going to um, use my position of, of leadership for my own benefit. I'm not going to do with with that stewardship what God has called me to do." Um, Let's turn to Matthew 24. This kind of goes along with the same thing we just read. Jesus and his parables and stuff, he talks um, a bunch about stewardship, about um, being a good um, servant, of, of um, doing with it, with do, being faithful in what he's called us to do. Matthew 24, verse 45. Well, let's start in verse 42, actually. That kind of says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have suffered his house, not, not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. For, when, for who, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Again, faithful and wise. 
whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say to you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with, with the drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, again, it's basically the same story that we read in Luke um, of, the, of the, the servant steward who had been given um, a position of responsibility. And guys, that's one of the things the Lord showed me about stewardship. It's not just, um, a steward is not just um, someone who is just a slave. A steward is someone who, who, has, who has been given an, um, a place of leadership or responsibility um, or, or not even, um, it may not be over people, but it's over um, an area of responsibility like money or a household like here, what he's talking about. Um, and so when you're a steward of something, that means you're responsible to take care of an overseer. A steward, steward also, um, you look in the Greek, it means overseer. It's an area of oversight over a particular um, thing or people or position, whatever it is. Um, and so... When, when, when Jesus is lead, talking about this parable, he's talking about people that God has, has put in these positions that um, he expects them to, to, to function, to be a good steward of that particular position. Um, let's turn to Luke chapter 16 real quick. We were in Luke earlier, sorry. Luke 16... Verse, well, let's see here. Okay, I'm not going to read the whole parable, but this is basically the parable of the unjust steward who his Lord found him being basically a bad steward. And he realized that he was going to, the stewardship or his position was fixing to be taken away. And so he, um, he goes and to all these debtors of his um, master and he says, okay, take your bill that's 100, say $100 and mark it down to 50. Um, and he does that with all his debtors. And verse 8 says, And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Verse 9 says, And I say to you, Make to yourselves friend of, un, of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when, they, when ye fail, you may receive the, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And that's the verse that um, I kind of really wanted to stress there. Um, Again, it's talking about faithfulness. And it says that if you're unfaithful in least, you'll be unfaithful in much. If you're faithful in the least, you'll be faithful in much. And there's, a, there's kind of a theme running through there of the last three things that we've read and where Jesus is talking about that basically he's saying, if you're a good steward, God has got to increase your stewardship. 
And if you're not a good steward, then the things that, that he has entrusted you, you're going to lose those things. There is an increase and there's also a decrease based on how you, you steward the things that God's given you. Um, and that's what he says in verse 10. He that is unfaithful in much is un, um, unfaithful in little is unfaithful in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. Um, if there, verse 11, If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And that's one of the things, guys, that I felt like the Lord wanted me to um, share is the fact that how we, how we take care of the, the unrighteous things that God gives us, our money, um, our time, um, all these other things that we don't think is necessarily spiritual, God looks at that and He says, if you're unfaithful in, in that, how can I trust you with the more riches, with the true riches of the kingdom of God? Um, you know, a lot of times we think that how we manage our money um, is not important. How we take care of um, how we take care of our vehicles, how we take care of our house, and all this kind of stuff that God has entrusted to us. If if we truly believe that God has given us those things, and He has, if we're in the kingdom of God, then those things come from Him. We don't that we don't just um, earn those things. Those things come from Him. But if we're not a good steward of those things, then God says He's not got to. He's not got to. Um, Entrust us with the most precious things, the, pre- the things of the kingdom of God. Um, and that's one of the things that God's shown me the last, um, last six months, is, is God has called me to be a steward of um, everything, everything that He's given me. You know, there's not a spiritual side and there's not a, a non-spiritual side. He's called me to be a good steward um, in my workplace. He's called me to be a good steward in, at my home. He's called me to be a good steward with my finances. He's also called me a good steward with, with um, the gospel, the mysteries of the kingdom, the, the, the manifold grace of God. Um, and the two are, are, are intertwined. There's no separation. And if, if he sees that I'm unfaithful with one thing, then he's not going to entrust me with the other thing. Um, You know, and, and I don't want to. Dorman's been talking about the exchange. For me, stewardship is is part of the lifestyle of the new man, of the exchange man. Um, those things come from him, and that lifestyle is is um, the foundation for that lifestyle is the new man. It's not something that I, I try to walk in apart from the new man. It's something that I walk in. As I'm walking in the new man, that is the manifest um, outcome of walking in the new man. Um, but it's something that's important. It's something that I don't need to just neglect and think that, you know, that's not important. Because um, for God, we're seeing in His Word that it is, is important. It is important to Him. Um, but that faithfulness... And that um, stewardship and that being a wise servant comes from um, living out the new man in an everyday practical basis. Um, well, that's one page. I only got three, two more pages to go, so we're in good shape. Uh, 
I'm not going to turn have you guys turned all these. But I began looking. I began um, pulling up how many times the word faithful, faithful servant is mentioned. And it's amazing. In, in Ephesians chapter 1, 1, I'm just going to go through a list of these. Ephesians 1, 1 says, He's writing to the saints and faithful in Jesus in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 6, 21 talks about this guy named Tychicus. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Anyway, this guy. And Paul describes him as a beloved brother and faithful minister. Colossians 1, 2 says, it's writ, Paul writes to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. Colossians 1 7 says, talks about Epaphras, and he calls him a faithful minister of Christ. Colossians 4 7 um, again lists, talks about um, this guy named Tychicus or something like that, a faithful minister and fellow, fellow servant. Colossians 4 9 talks, Paul talks about this guy named on, on, Onesimus or something like that. He says he's a faithful and beloved brother. Um, So over and over and over, when Paul is describing somebody that that he views as a good minister of the gospel of the kingdom, he says they're faithful. Um, God's called us to be faithful ministers of His kingdom, faithful servants. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 1.12, Paul says, Christ counted me faithful when He gave me the the call to be an apostle. He says, He counted me faithful. First um, Timothy 3.11, when he's talking about the, the characteristics of, the, of a good deacon, he said they're sober and they're faithful in all things. Second Timothy chapter 2 Timothy 2.2 says, he tells, the, he tells Timothy, he says, the doctrine, the good doctrine that I've entrusted to you, he said, commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Um, so the only characteristic that Paul said um, you really need to worry about as far as you entrusting somebody to go teach somebody else is are they faithful? Are they faithful to, to the kingdom? Are they faithful to Jesus Christ? Um, all right, let's, let's turn to Hebrews chapter. Um, Jesus, you know, it says we're to look unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. And, of course, we know He was faithful. He is faithful. But it describes Him in chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 17, it says, Wherefore, in all things it behooved Him to be made like unto His brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Um, Then over in chapter 3, it talks about... um, Let's just start in verse 1. Again, this is just basically kind of a continuation. I'll just start um, verse 18 of chapter 2, it says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, 
as also Moses was faithful in all his house. And basically, when he talks about he was faithful in all his house, he, he's basically saying, Moses, in all the re- area of responsibility that I gave Moses and all the position that I given him, he was faithful in that. Um, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more, more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which are spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Um, He talks about Moses being faithful, and then he also talks about Christ being faithful over all his house. Um, You know, Dorman likes to use the phrase, it doesn't... Um, it's not those who start the race that counts, it's those who finish. And, um, and that's what being faithful is. It's being trustworthy to the end. Not giving up halfway. Um, finishing the course that God has given you. Um, First Peter 5.12. Again, this is another... Um, Paul or Peter talks about Silvanus, and he says he was a faithful brother. Revelation one five talks about how Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, Jesus Christ is the faithful witness. Revelation two ten says, "Be faithful unto death." And I will. Or he, he's talking to the church. I forget which church it is, but he he says, "You be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life." So there is a, there's a reward to faithfulness. It's called the crown of life. That's a good thing. Revelation 3.14 says, Jesus, a faithful and true witness. Um, Revelation 17.14 talks about those with the Lamb are called, are called, okay, those with the Lamb are called and chosen and faithful. There's three things. They're called, they're faithful, and chosen. Those who, who and he's talking about in that, in that um, verse seven, seven, chapter 17, he's talking about this great um, crowd, this huge witnesses around Jesus, around the Lamb. And he describes them. Those are the ones, and, and they wor- they're, worshiping, they're worshiping the Lamb. And he says they're called, they're chosen, and they're faithful. Um. So basically, I think we can see that faithfulness is a big deal with God. It's a big deal with Jesus. Um, you know, it's something that, that He looks for in us. Um, if we have His life in us, because that's who Jesus is. He's faithful. You know, we know that. He's faithful to the end. And we can trust in Him. Well, if His life is in us, if we've re- received the exchange life, then that same characteristic needs to be in us. And that's what enables us to be the steward of the things that God gives us. That's what enables to be the good stewards of the things that God gives us. Um, you know, Ephesians chapter 4, it says, it says that He's given to every man. Each of us has been given... Um, 
grace according to the gift that God's given us. And again, it goes back to what we looked at in First Peter where it talks about um, He's given us all a gift. There's none of us that He's excluded from being a steward. Um, every single person sitting here today is a steward. Now, we may have different degrees of stewardship, but every single one of us are a steward in the kingdom of God. And you can either be a, a good steward of what God's given you, or, or like we read in, in, in some of the parables, you can be a bad steward. You cannot take care of what God's given you. Um, and, and there will be consequences to that. You know, it says that it, in, in the parable of the talents, um, you know, he gave one to five, one to, two, one to two, and one to one talent. Did three different, two different stewards. And at the end, the one steward, the one who had given, been given one, one talent, you know the story, he hid his talent. And the master comes to him and says, uh, why didn't you at least put it in the bank and earn some interest? You know, that's, you were a totally bad steward. You could at least, if you were lazy, you could at least put it in the bank if you didn't want to do nothing with it. And he didn't even do that. Um, and so the master says, okay, take, take the one talent from him and give it to somebody else. Give it to the one that was faithful. And the thing I think the Lord wants us to know is that that we can lose the things that God's given us if we're not if we're not being a good steward, um, if we're not um, hungering after God's word, if we're not. Um, and again, those things come from Christ. I don't want to this to sound like a legalistic um, old man type message, but if we're in the new man. Those things should flow from our lives. Being a good steward, being faithful should flow from our lives. And if, there's not, if they're not, then we need to take a look and say, God, um, how come they're not? Am I not in the new man? Am I not walking in the Spirit um, like you've given me? Um, let's turn. This is going to be a short message. First Peter, let's turn to Second Peter real quick. Um, sorry, First Peter, not Second Peter. First Peter, two, verse nine says, um, "But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in time past were not a people." but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And verse 20 and, and um, 20 through 25, let me, in that same chapter, let me read it too. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. 
who his own self bare our sins in his body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but now, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And when I read that, he talks about, earlier in the chapter, verse 9 and 10, he talks about how we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. And what has He chosen us for? He says He's chosen us to show forth the praises of Him who's called us out of darkness. You know, every single one of us has been called out of darkness if you're saved. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And because of that, because, of, because He's transferred us out, and guys, this is, um, I want you guys to think back if you can what it was like living, living your life before you knew Christ. The darkness that you experienced, um, the total selfishness that you lived in. A lot of times, for us, it's been saved for a long time. It's hard for us to relate to the unsaved anymore because um, we see the light. We've walked in the light for so long that... Um, that to know the emptiness and to, to, to remember the emptiness and the, the feeling of um, vanity that, that's out there for the unlost and the total darkness that they experience on the inside, we forget what that's like. And, and for us to, to read about how He's transferred us out of, out of darkness into His marvelous light, we forget how that felt. Um, and we lose that compassion for the lost, for those that are not out there um, that have experienced that yet. Um, we were at um, Dorman and Janice uh, at their backyard party the other night. And um, what's the sister from Amarillo, the prophet? Um, I forgot her name. Anyway, this lady got up and she spoke how the Lord had just really put on her a burden um, for her family, that did, and particularly her brother that didn't know the Lord. And how um, she, she was like, okay. God was like, you know, about the lost in general, but she was like, well, God was like, well, why not start with him? So she began praying for him. And she said one night she woke up, and um, she just had this emptiness on the inside and this feeling of um, total darkness. And she began praying, and she began rebuking it, and then she's saying, um, you know, God, take this away. And because she felt totally, she said, I felt totally separated from God. I felt like that God was, was not even there, that I was not even saved. Um, and she knew better than that. She knew it was an, uh, the enemy. But the Lord began showing her. He said, that's what your brother feels like. That's exactly what your what the the separation from God and not knowing how to get in contact with God. He said, "That's what your brother feels like." And she said, "Man, the conviction of God fell on me, and I began praying in a new, in a kind of in a new light." And I don't know. Ever since I heard that, the Lord just began really dealing with me about, okay, God, you've put all this inside of me. You've given me the hope of the gospel. You've given me the grace. Um, the light, um, I, you know, I'm so thankful that I don't, um, I don't live in darkness anymore. Praise God. 
But there's so many people that do. And I know you guys know my heart. My heart is, is, is toward the lost. Um, but that's part of being God's steward. Part of being God's steward is taking the hope that we have and sharing it with the lost. Um, and that's way more important than the, the... Although we need to be good stewards of the, the finances and the everything else, but the hope and the grace of God. He said, I was, a, I was a steward of the manifold grace of God. That's what Paul said. He also said, I was a steward of the mysteries of God. And that's what God has called us to do. He was faithful. Paul said, I was faithful to share the things that you've given me. I've been faithful to share that with others. And um, that's my heart. That's what I want, um, felt like God wanted me to share with you guys. Um, and just encourage you, you know. We do that from the new man. I don't want this to be a condemnation thing. We do that as we live out the new man. But that should be our heart. Um, okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for your grace, Father. I thank you that, um, Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, that's still living in darkness, Lord, I just ask that you would just open their eyes right now. And that um, they would come to knowledge of the truth. And, um, Lord, I just ask that you would just open up all our eyes to to. Help us to be the stewards that you've called us to be with the, with the things, with the mysteries of the kingdom, with the, with the grace that you've given us, with the gospel, um, even down to our finances, God. Lord, we just give you praise and glory. Lord, I say that you bless the rest of this day for everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen.